Hey everyone, this is PJ, and this is Daily Podcast number 21. I wish you can see what I'm seeing right now. It's pretty surreal, actually. I'm looking at uh, my son in front of the computer screen. He's taking his class. He's by the dining table here with me, and um, my girls are over there in the living room playing tea party. And Lynn's working upstairs. Oh, and I'm working down here. This has become sort of the the normative picture of uh, our home now, and uh, it's strange. We're trying to settle into this new pattern, um, treat every day like it's another another day. But um, but you know, it was only uh, what 21 days ago when we started this uh, daily podcast, and uh, a lot has changed since then. A lot has changed for us as a society, even as a nation and perhaps even as uh, the world. And um, I think this kind of collective change can um, maybe for some people at first it may not seem too big of a deal. Um, we still have access to everything. We are still pretty comfortable. But over time, I think for a lot of people, it can become a quite a challenge. It can be a uh, uh, emotional challenge it could be a mental challenge uh, and a spiritual challenge as well and I hope that uh, as a church we can really be there for one another uh, strive to stay connected and reach out to one another and so that we can continue in our worship and our fellowship and also our discipleship together so um, please continue to do that take advantage of every opportunity you have to connect with one another and also to meet the practical needs of others you know in your relationship with one another as you hear about each other's practical needs um, please strive to meet those needs because that is what we're called to do to especially care for those who are of the household of faith today i wanted to um, talk about something that uh, some of you uh, asked uh, actually weeks ago um, when I asked the question whether there was any kind of spiritual guidance that you would like to hear about, uh, would you like you would like to receive? And one question was how, during this crisis, uh, Christians can go about um, navigating through a dating relationship. So uh, I think I can rightly title this um, "Dating During COVID-19." Um, I think we can try this uh, in, in two parts. One is talk a little bit about just the principle behind it, and then we can maybe talk a little bit about the practice. I know the big, bigger question right now in people's minds is probably the, the practice, like how do we go about actually dating when we're actually distanced and practicing social distancing? Because dating is about drawing near, right? So this seems like it's going to sort of push us in the different opposite direction. Well, actually, no. Uh, you can actually draw closer to each other more than ever before during social distancing. And we'll get to that, but um, let's talk about the guiding principles here first. Um, in Proverbs 15.22, it says this, Without counsel, plans fail. But with many advisors, they succeed. Okay. Now, the Bible doesn't say anything about dating per se, but I think this is something that relates to dating because I think dating involves planning. Uh, you got to have a plan. And without counsel... Um, you're not likely to succeed in that plan. Uh, but with many advisors, uh, with wise counsel, uh, you can have a plan that will succeed. 
And uh, it also says in Proverbs 12.20, those who plan peace have joy. Okay? So uh, the, the very fundamental principle, which is starting point, is you know, uh, getting on some kind of a, uh, a game plan um, where you will be counseled and you will be advised uh, in your dating. That's important. And whether that's a parent, that whether that's a pastor, whether that is a mentor, um, an older uh, couple who you look up to as a role model, um, whoever that may be, you need to start involving other people in the process because you need advice, you need counsel. All right, now, um, having said that, right, this, here's the second guiding principle. Uh, you need to agree with one another, you and your partner, that you are willing to do the hard work. Okay, you're willing to do the hard work. Uh, what do I mean by that? Well, um, it, it's hard to sit down and uh, be proactively uh, seeking to improve your spiritual friendship with one another and actually be able to track your progress. Okay. Uh, actually go beyond just kind of, hey, let's read the Bible together, let's study this book together, but how do you track your progress? How do you follow up with one another and that kind of thing? And that takes, I think, uh, again, guidance um, in order to do. But it's also hard because, I mean, you're busy, right? Whether you're a student, whether you're working, right? you already have a lot on your plate. And so the time that you have with one another, you want to have fun. You want to do fun things, right? You want to save the best uh, for the time that you have together. So you, you would tend to, right, if you're like me, uh, you would tend to um, go, go grab a nice dinner. You go watch the movie you've been waiting to see together, um, take a walk in the park, whatever it is. Uh, you want to get your mind off of serious stuff, right? But um, man, planning the future, um, talking about the the vision for your future, that's serious stuff. And and that means what? What you have to come prepared. You have to study things. You have to right be held accountable. And that's not what we might call fun, but it's so important. And I think there comes a time when a couple has to ask each other, you know, uh, are we willing to uh, do the hard work here and um, invest in our relationship uh, this way. Now, um, maybe as a final principle thing, I mean, there's, there's several others, but for the sake of time, I'll just mention one more. Um, and that is how you know uh, it's, it's actually time to receive um, uh, counsel or advice about your future. Um, I know that for some couples, that's something they uh, push off till later because I mean that sounds again it sounds serious and maybe you feel like you're not serious yet right the relationship hasn't gotten serious yet and until it's getting to that point maybe like you're ready to talk about the M word okay when you talk ready to talk about marriage that's when you feel like maybe you need to involve mentors parents pastors and that kind of thing um, now I I think there's a there's a legitimate place to uh, wait and see. And you know how people would say, let's see how this goes. I think there's a legitimate uh, place for that. I think it would be uh, um, unwise to let that become a perpetual season that's undefined. So uh, at what point then would you define your relationship as, okay, now it's time? And I want to recommend uh, that when you find yourself with your partner um, in a place where you're expressing to one another, uh, affections that you would normally hear from a married couple like I love you and not in the 
brother and sister in Christ. Like, I love you, dear sister in Christ or brother in Christ, but it's clearly romantic. It's clearly, you know, sounding like lovers. Uh, then I think that's indicative of the other thing, and that is you've entered into an exclusive relationship, meaning um, there's a sort of unspoken agreement that you are not to see anyone else. Um, you are to be faithful to one another to a large degree. So if you find yourself in that place already, right, you've got moved beyond sort of asking each other on dates, these singular date um, type of model and to sort of having a certain claim on each other's time, emotions, titles, and things like that, that is when you need to, uh, I think, really be able to steward that wisely because now you need a plan. Now you need to take this somewhere because it's you've embarked, right? You've already embarked and um, the, you're, you've set sail and now you need direction, now you need guidance um, to get you where you want to go. So, I would say just think about these principles and um, again, you don't have to be alone in this and you can uh, talk to people about it. You can talk to uh, a pastor about it. You can talk to parents about it. You can talk to married friends about it um, to just get a good gauge for this. I would really recommend that you guys actually talk to uh, the married couples we have in our church who have gone through pre-engagement and premarital counseling with me, but especially those who went through pre-engagement counseling with me uh, while they were dating, before they were engaged, just to hear from them the benefits of this. Um, I don't know, maybe one of these days I'll have them sort of interviewed on the podcast and have them share their experience too. But um, yeah, I would just encourage you to access them and uh, hear from them, their experience. Okay, real quick. So when it comes to the practice, okay, um, why did I say earlier that you can actually draw closer to one another in a dating relationship now than ever before? Here's why. Uh, I, I really believe that the fundamental thing that unites uh, a man and a woman um, romantically and unites them um, directionally and eventually uh, becoming one in marriage, this oneness is ultimately built upon a spiritual foundation. Okay, I, I firmly believe that. Meaning, if you are building a spiritual unity with one another, then I think everything else will sort of fall in place. Um, but when that spiritual unity isn't there, and you have everything else, right? your physical compatibility, emotional compatibility, personal personality compatibility, and all those things, you will find yourself, uh, in a sense, ill-equipped uh, for the seasons of your life when um, you feel like you're not heading in the same direction. You feel like you don't have a common uh, guideline when it comes to conflict resolution. Uh, you feel like your uh, vision for your family, your future family, is, is different. Uh, your your faith uh, is different either in principle or in practice. Um, all of these things will surface late, sooner or later. And all the things that we, I think, you know, as a culture normally consider to be important compatibility components, they don't quite give us the tools we need to navigate through these things. But, but these things are actually very real. Um, so... For those reasons, it's, it's very important to build your, your relationship on a spiritual foundation. And when it comes to building a spiritual foundation for your relationship, what do you need ultimately? 
It's the Word of God. It's the Word of God being applied uh, by the help of the Spirit and the church. And um, there's nothing hindering you right now from accessing that. Accessing the help of the church uh, by the power of the Spirit to help you live out the Word of God. In a word, it's discipleship. It's, it's you becoming a more faithful follower of Jesus Christ. Now, uh, just adding to this, just anecdotally, let me just throw in my little story of just how I got married to Lynn and all that. Um, I met Lynn in March 2011 when I took a um, spring break trip to visit my brother in California. And my seminary was in Orlando. And um, during that one week, I got to know her, and we, long story short, very long story short, uh, we um, were attracted to one another. We wanted to stay in touch. I wanted to um, uh, begin a uh, dating relationship and explore marriage with her. But I had to come back to school, of course. So she was still in Berkeley, California. I was in Orlando, Florida. And um, we... All we had is basically all that people have access to today. Skype, right? Just online interaction, phone calls, uh, watch parties, and, and things like that. That's all we had because we're right on opposite ends of the country. We have no physical access to one another. But through the next three months, uh, or four months, I should say, uh, we continue to build our friendship and especially our spiritual friendship through our interaction um, by virtual means. And um, that kept us very uh, proactive uh, for two reasons. One, um, we, of course, would naturally miss each other. And two, um, you know, when you're having conversations, it's more natural to bring up uh, spiritual matters. And I had some guidance from my pastor at the time, and um, after uh, three and a half months or so, in, in July of two, that same year, July of 2011, we were engaged. And then three more months after that, we, after getting some premarital counseling, uh, we were married in October. So now, 90% of this time, we were socially uh, distant. There was maybe two to three weeks of face-to-face of -face interaction between March, uh, late March, of meeting one another and October um, when we got married. But that was it. That's all we had. And all we had were the means available to us now. It's the Internet. It's uh, Zoom. It's Skype. It's that kind of thing. And we had spiritual principles that guided us then and we have spiritual it's the same spiritual principles that are guiding us now so all that to say uh, there's really nothing keeping you right now from building a spiritual friendship with one another the only question is are you willing to do the hard work and invest your um, time and energy into it okay maybe that was uh, more principle too but here's what I recommend as a practice if you're really interested in this um, is as soon as you find yourself again in that place of being exclusively involved and you're in a rom clearly romantic relationship with one another, you're no longer exploring the potential of a romantic relationship, but you are in a romantic relationship, I think it's, it's a good idea to receive um, pre-engagement counseling from uh, one of the pastors. 
And what, how would that work? What would that look like? First thing you'll be asked to do is um, you'll be given some resources to study and to reflect on on your own. And then we will join all three of us together and have our meeting over Zoom. And during that meeting, I'll, the pastor will take some notes. I'll take some notes down and then give you something to follow up on with one another. So you'll have a, a one-on-one Zoom meeting as a follow-up. And then you'll be given the next set of resources and then reflect upon those and we'll come back in. And uh, it's, it's sort of a step-by-step process this way. Um, it gets into um, topics like how to steward the gift of singleness, how to define what a dating relationship is, um, talking about your faith uh, with your partner, how to resolve conflict because conflict is inevitable, how to um, talk about um, your future family vision, your career plans, and how involved you'll be in your community life, friendships, church, so on and so forth. Uh, it gets pretty practical, and it's, it's, it's important that I think every couple goes through these questions at one point or another. Um, so yeah, that would be the, the general outline of the practice of it. Uh, and if you have any questions about this, please let me know. Uh, there's some information on our church website about uh, our uh, counseling for couples. You can look at that, uh, but you can also just reach out and we can talk about it. All right. I hope that was helpful. I hope that gets you uh, thinking about how to go about your dating relationship during this season. I hope you are encouraged to pursue God uh, even now, um, not just in a personal way, but also in a communal and relational way by inviting God into your current uh, relationship. And again, um, reach out and I'm here to help you answer any questions that uh, you might have.